Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I uh, want to talk about this report that came yesterday from uh, Canada's parliamentary budget officer. And it concerns what the Conservatives are calling carbon tax, too. It's uh, known as the clean fuel regulations. Uh, these are set to take effect in 2030. The clean fuel regulations. It's, it's going to require producers or importers of gas or deal, uh, diesel to reduce the carbon intensity of the fuels they sell. So this is part of the federal government's uh, overall environmental strategy. This report from the Parliamentary Budget Officer, though, finds that there are going to be significant costs associated with that. Uh, part of the finding here is that it could cost uh, hike the cost of gasoline by up to 17 cents a liter. That there's going to be cost to households uh, right across the country. But in particular, we'll see areas like Alberta, Saskatchewan, harder hit. The average household in Alberta, for instance, pay up to an additional $1,157 a year just from the clean fuel regulations. Uh, so not surprisingly, this was a big topic of conversation in question period yesterday. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev with some questions for the government about uh, the clean fuel regulations. It was Environmental Minister Stephen Gilbeau who was answering on the other side. It is the parliamentary budget officer this government appointed. And just yesterday, the finance minister said we should believe the parliamentary budget officer. What did he say? He revealed that the first carbon tax will cost 41 cents a litre. And now that there's a second carbon tax of 17 cents a litre, and then when you add the, the HST on those two taxes, you get a total new tax increase of 61 cents a liter, costing $2,000 a family. How are Canadians going to be able to pay their bills after this new and latest Liberal tax hike? The Honourable Minister of the Environment. Mr. Speaker, I would like to quote from the Parliamentary Budget Officer's own analysis, which, and I quote, does not attempt to account for the economic and environmental costs of climate change. He's looking, the, the Parliamentary Budget Officer is looking at one side of the ledger, Mr. Speaker, without looking at the other side of the, the ledger. And we know that climate change is already costing Canadians billions of dollars every year. In fact, Mr. Speaker, tens of billions of dollars every year. Uh, of course, if you're the Conservative Party of Canada, you don't believe in climate change and you don't care that those costs to Canadians. But unfortunately, facts are facts, Mr. Speaker, and those costs are real to all Canadians. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Climate costs are real, but they will not be reduced as a result of this tax. Right. And so the Minister's argument is leads to a dead end. The Parliamentary Budget Officer said carbon tax one would cost 41 cents a litre. Now carbon cents to carbon tax two, 17 cents a litre. And then they want to tax the tax on the tax by putting HST on top of all that. So it's going to be 61 cents a liter in carbon taxes. We already have one in five Canadians skipping meals because they can't afford the price of food. How many people are going to go hungry when this government imposes this tax hike? The Honourable Minister. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Unfortunately, the Leader of the Opposition is wrong yet again because our plan is working and is, has led to reduce in emission in Canada and climate change pollution by more than 50 million tonnes between 2019 and 2021 beyond COVID. And in fact, Mr. Speaker, it's called a pandemic because it was happening all over the world and yet Canada in 2021 and 2020 and 2021 has the best performance of all G7 countries, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. Okay, so that was the exchange and question period yesterday with the Parliamentary Budget Officer's report. Yves Giroux is the Parliamentary Budget Officer. He's supposed to be uh, phoning in here shortly. Uh, so this report looked at how the cost of the policy will affect the population. So starting from the assumption here that fuel importers and producers will pass along the costs of the regulations, which seems pretty obvious. Now, the report says the price of gasoline could go up by 17 cents a liter, diesel by up to 16 cents a liter. So this is by 2030 when all of this is fully implemented. Uh, The report goes on to say the increase will cost lower income households a larger share of their disposable earnings since a bigger portion of their money typically gets spent on transportation and other energy intensive goods and services. So the average yearly cost per household by 2030 will range uh, depending on, on varying factors, but it will also vary by region too. So regions that rely more on this kind of energy will be harder hit. As mentioned, the cost to the average household in Alberta could be up to $1,157 annually. So I believe we have the parliamentary budget officer on the line with us. Uh, Yves Giroux is uh, Canada's parliamentary budget officer. Joins us on the line here this morning. Mr. Giroux, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, so what do we need to know about the clean fuel regulations? What is it that they are designed to do? And, and from there, how do you go about measuring the impact, the cost? Anyway? So the regulations have been put in place by the federal government to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the use of gasoline and diesel. And they look at the full cycle from the extraction of oil to produce gasoline and diesel up until their combustion in, in cars and, and internal combustion engines. So they're designed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from the use of these fuels by forcing, for example, um, refiners and importers to either perform carbon capture and storage or increase the biofuels, uh, the proportion of biofuels in the gasoline and diesel that we we put in our in our tanks or by buying credits and the requirements for the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions stemming from the production and use of these these uh, these fuels will increase in stringency between now and 2030 and that is expected to result in a reduction in emissions of about 26 million tons of greenhouse gases or co2 equivalent by 2030 and um, that's, uh, we used uh, Environment and Climate Change Canada's own estimate of the increase in the price of diesel and gasoline by 2030 to come up with the estimate of the cost for an average household in each of the provinces. And this will apply across the country. So it's going to be applying, applying in, in all 10 provinces. Right. This isn't a levy per se. I mean, you know, the costs do fall on the the importers and producers, but there, there's, I guess, an assumption here, the expectation that it, it's these are costs are going to be passed on. Oh well, yes, and and that's not uh, not unthinkable. Quite the opposite. What we see, generally speaking, when there's an increase in the price of oil, 
this tends to be passed on to consumers. So the regulations will impose a cost on refiners and importers uh, because if there was no cost to this, I think uh, refiners and importers would already be doing that if it was to be done without any cost. So uh, there will be costs to forcing them to do carbon carbon capture and storage or increase uh, biofuels, which tend to be more expensive than regular gasoline and diesel. And obviously, uh, that will increase the cost. And that's based on the government's own estimate of the price of gasoline and diesel. So how much then would we expect it to, to impact a, a liter of gasoline or a liter of diesel? So based on, on the government's own estimate, a price of, uh, of gasoline, the price of a liter of gasoline is expected to go up by about 17 cents by 2030. And for diesel, it's about the same. So 16 cents additional per liter of diesel by 2030 when these regulations are fully in place and, and they reach their full stringency, as we call it. 17 cents uh, per liter by 2030 is the expectation. Yep, that's uh, compared to a scenario where these regulations would not be in place. So, uh, of course, there could be technological breakthroughs that make it much more cheaper to do carbon capture and storage or produce biofuels. But in the state of the world as we know it, and based on the on the government's own estimate, uh, the price should go up by by this uh, this order of magnitude in 2030 with the current regulations. So that has direct cost to households in terms of, you know, fuel purchases, but indirect cost then, I would imagine, in terms of the cost of fuel increasing and how that affects other goods. So what do we see then in terms of what this means to the cost of the average household? Because it does really seem to vary across income and across regions. Sure. And it is the cost will be direct and indirect, as you mentioned. So the cost of a liter of gas or diesel will go up and the price of goods and services that have a fuel component to it will also go up. But there's also likely to be a reduction of employment income in provinces like Alberta that uh, produce oil and all that's used in to produce gasoline and diesel and also a small loss of investment income. So this this component varies by province because in provinces that don't rely on the oil, on the oil and gas industry the impact will be lower but in provinces where the oil and gas sector is a, a relatively important component of the economy this will have a bigger impact the loss of investment income and employment income will be felt more acutely in Saskatchewan and Alberta not surprisingly and also in Newfoundland and Labrador because it's also a, an oil producing province so these are the three jurisdictions where the impact will be will be felt most acutely of the clean fuel regulations. And for low income households, you know, there, there's an important point here because you know the the portion of their money that that is spent on uh, these goods and services it, it has a disproportionate impact on on low income households. Exactly. So while the dollar impact on lower income household is lower, it will represent a bigger share of their income. So if you look at Alberta, for example, the lowest quintile, it's it's expected to be uh, about slightly lower than 1% of their income in additional cost, so 0.84%. Uh, whereas for the highest uh, income quintile, it's 0.7% of their income. So it is what we call a regressive 
it's not a levy, but a cost because it's proportionately more important uh, for income quintiles that are at the lower end of the spectrum. So it, it's regressive in that it has a proportionally more important impact for lower income households. So what about the argument that this doesn't factor in, you know, the social cost of carbon or the, the cost of, of climate change? Is it possible to do that? Is it, is it part of your purview or, or mandate here? Well, my mandate is to provide cost estimates to parliamentarians and Canadians of government proposals. So right. this is exactly what we did. The benefits of these clean fuel regulations are quite well known. Um, the government estimates this will reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 26 million tons of CO2 or carbon equivalent. Uh, so this is one of the benefits. Uh, the social cost of carbon is not something that we have ourselves estimated. I know there are estimates out there that try to estimate the cost of the social cost of emitting one ton of carbon, but it's it's not something that we have ourselves estimated. So the government can make the point that these will have benefits, but my job and my mandate is to provide the cost to Canadians, So, which is what we did in this report. Well, some important findings. Uh, Mr. Giroux, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks for the overview.